Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Podcast. It is your host, David McKaig Jr. The Game Sports Podcast is powered by 91N. That's 91 Network. Head on over to the 91N YouTube channel. Variety of podcasts on there to enjoy. If you're currently doing a podcast, you can reach out to 91NetworkSSM at gmail.com to have your podcast aired. Or if you're thinking about doing a podcast or just don't know where to get started, reach out again to 91 Network. SSM at gmail.com to have your podcast started today and also aired on the 91 Network platform where the Game Sports Show and other podcasts are located as well, such as Bit Arrivals podcast, the Average Jocks podcast, lots of good content on there for you to check out. Again, 91 Network. Now, there's been a lot of recent episodes of the Game Sports podcast that you can enjoy, a lot of recent clips, different interactions on social media. Gotta love everyone's comments on there. They're great. It's great to see everybody kind of getting involved in the content that we upload. But make sure that when you are commenting, hit like, follow, subscribe, wherever you are. And don't be shy to comment and at at us because we like to have our comments have some feedback from our listeners. Now, obviously, Dane, uh, we had a show Monday. Unfortunately, there were some issues with Monday's, uh, our segment. So I kind of had to improvise. But nonetheless, you're here today. This is the Wednesday edition of the Game Sports Podcast. And usually on Wednesday, everyone thinks of Wednesdays as football when it comes to the Game Sports Podcast. Well, just let you know the agenda. In this first segment, we're going to have myself and Dane. We're going to consider this a top shelf segment, if you will. But Dane is going to get into the full news and, and kind of preview of all the rosters that were announced in the World Juniors. Well, not all of them, but we're going to get some notable news about the World Junior Hockey, a little bit of preview, as that will be getting started on Boxing Day, obviously. Uh, for the World Junior Hockey Championships. And we got some reactions and some previews for you with the World Juniors. And then in the second segment, that's when you will have your football. You'll have myself, and we expect EJ to be on tonight, as well as Justin Heichel before we end the segment. So it's hockey and football tonight on the Game Sports Podcast. And it is considered the Wednesday edition, despite being uploaded on a Thursday. Let me remind you, so so anyone doesn't criticize those dates that I've mentioned. Now, Dane, my friend, thanks for coming on tonight. Love talking hockey with you. Obviously, we talk a lot of things, but I think hockey is probably our sport that we talk about the most with each other, I would say. I, I would say that. Yeah, that and football, probably. I would say. One's an Oilers fan, one's a Leaf fan. If you can't guess... Well, I don't know what to tell you. Just use your eyes for the surroundings if you're on the video side of things. And let me tell you, the Oiler fan's in a better mood this month than he was last month. Nonetheless, if you want to hear some Oiler reaction, I had to take solo on that last week, but I used all of Dane's comments pretty much. So I can't say I take credit for full of that segment last on, uh, on Monday. Nonetheless, Dane, we got World Juniors to talk about. And... Rosters were up were were uploaded, sure, if you saw them on social media, but were announced per se. And obviously on Monday I did touch on it briefly, but it was very, very straightforward, right? It said that some announcements wouldn't rosters were announced and kind of who was my favorite to go on. And on Monday I did say that United States uh, were my favorite. That's just an early spoiler here. But I want to give you the floor on reactions of the rosters that were announced notables that everyone should know about and just kind of a preview of the upcoming world junior championship. Yeah, I would say uh, for sure this year, the United States look like the favorites, um, a bunch of high end skill, lots of uh, high end first round picks. Um, they have that line that they had last year back together. Mm -hmm. 
Um, that's going to be lethal with Gabe Perot, Will Smith, and Ryan Leonard. Again, 23rd overall, and then a couple top 10 picks in the mix there as well. And then they also have Carter Guthier um, up front as well that will uh, man the second line uh, center slot there. Um, defensively, not as strong. Uh, no high-end first-round picks, but uh, obviously still a bunch of NHL draft picks and then guys coming up through the, uh, the U.S. Uh, system there as well. So... They're the favorites, in my opinion. I think a lot of uh, so-called hockey experts would uh, have a hard time disagreeing with that statement. Um, but then we got Canada. Canada's, you know, always going to be in the mix. Um, obviously, our team's not looking, I would say, quite as strong last year. You know, we, we were definitely down a couple uh, superstar players. <laughs> Superstar. Superstars. A couple guys like that. So uh, we might we might take a step back uh, maybe with the electric offense that we were throwing up last year. Uh, but still, good team. So we're in the mix. And then I think Sweden's probably the other team. They have nine first overall picks on their team right now. So mm, I'd be looking at those to be the top three for sure. And then uh, Czechia and uh, Finland, they're going to be in the mix too. Czechia's actually had a couple strong uh, tournaments over the last couple years. Uh, Finland, again, they're a feisty team. Um, they always seem to do pretty well at the World Juniors, especially, you know, in the last 10 years or so. I believe they have three gold medals in that time. Uh, but again, they don't have that kind of high-end, you know, prospects and talent that maybe some of these other teams do. But I uh, definitely foresee them being competitive. And you never know in the World Juniors, upsets happen all the time, right? So... We'll kind of see what happens with that. But the top three is definitely Canada, uh, U.S., and Sweden. And I would say by a mile, all those three teams. I think the gap between three and four is a little bit bigger than it's been in the last couple of years. But for whatever reason, when Finland plays Sweden, they have owned them the last couple of years. And, and, and Sweden... You know, they went on that run when I don't think they there's almost 40 games in a row or 40 games in a row they won in the round robin without losing. And they don't have much to show for it other than because they've been a Jads, you know, overtime winner 100 years ago. So uh, they 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 tend to choke generally when it comes to the, uh, the you know, the, the single game eliminations once they get past that round robin. But. New team, new year, so we'll, we'll see how the Swedes uh, pan out this year in the World Juniors, but should be a great tournament as always. No, honestly, the big notable, and we were kind of talking about this off air, but Cole Eisenman, I want to give a little kind of nod to, yeah. because if you guys look at the, and I mean you guys being the, the listeners, of course, the Cole, Cole Eisenman, obviously, okay, is, is, is a top prospect in the United States system. And this is somebody who's playing for the U.S. National Development Team. He's having a pretty good year. He has a 14, 15-something-ish points in nine games. I don't have it up, so don't, don't comment me for that. But something around that area. And he was left off the U.S. roster. Okay, and the reason why I bring that up, because that's how good that United States offense is. Okay, this is a guy who is going top 10 this year. He should be going top five, in my opinion, in this year's draft. You know, some people have seen different opinions, but top five, this is somebody who is going to be a very effective NHL player, and he's not even playing for the United States in this World Junior. Still a young guy, mind you, okay? Cole Eisman is still 17 years old, okay? So it's not like he's 19 and didn't make it, or 18. Obviously, if he was that age anyways, he would be drafted. But this is somebody who being left off the roster, you know, and James Hagens, who got on the roster – 
though I thought Cole was, was ahead of James, but I either way, I'm not the coach of the United States choosing the team. Uh, but this is a team that is really firepower up front. And to leave a guy like Cole Eisenman off, that is a notable to not have on your roster. It's it's not like Connor Bedard being left off your roster by any means, but if I had to give maybe a comparison, maybe I might people might not like this opinion, but maybe it's almost like leaving Shane Wright off your roster when he should have been on it. That's kind of my comparison with Cole Eisenman. Kind of a kind of a stretch of an opinion, but again, only time will tell about his development in the NHL when Cole gets there, but such a surprise. Now, for Canada, there's a couple things I want to bring up, Dane. Obviously, Macklin Celebrini, uh, he's, the, he's the one who's going first overall, it seems, this year. Uh, it seems that whoever is lucky enough to draft him, where a month ago I would have joked and said maybe the Oilers were drafting Celebrini, but they're not. It looks like uh, you could be looking at Columbus. You could be, There's a lot of teams that are going to be in that mix. Who knows with the draft lottery? But he's, he's really going to have the opportunity here this year to be kind of that player who's first time there but be a go-to player on that team and really have an opportunity to pull away and lead that offense for Canada. But obviously, if you look at the Canadian team as well, there's other talents on there, right? you got Frazier Mitten, who's played games in the National Hockey League with the Leafs this year. Another Leaf pick, Easton Cowan. Uh, there's obviously Brandon Yeager, who's a Pittsburgh Penguin pick. Uh, Nate Danielson. Uh, Connor Geeky, an Arizona pick. But, Dane, there is somebody else on that team that we should not forget to mention. Okay, and he actually plays... Here in Sault Ste. Marie, that's where the Game Sports Podcast is located, if you're from outside of here listening. And there was a forward that was selected from the Sioux Greyhounds, Dane. Do you, can you give a little bit of light about uh, a little bit of local boy love? Not shouldn't say local boy, but it is to a degree, of course, uh, because somebody who plays uh, in our backyard, if you will, uh, with the Sioux Greyhounds. Yeah, our boy Owen Allard uh, cracked the squad this year. It's always, uh, I think, is, uh, you know, a couple hockey fans from Sault Ste. Marie. It's always nice to see a couple Greyhounds uh, on the squad. And I, I think over the years, we've actually had some guys really make a difference in the uh, in the World Juniors. You know, guys like Wayne Simmons, Godfrey with that, running that power play back in the day. Darnell Nurse, I thought, had two unbelievable World Juniors when he made the team. Or actually, no, he didn't make the team his the first camp he went to, I believe. I think he only played the one year. I can't remember. But, yeah, um, I, I the Greyhounds are having an unbelievable season this year. I, I, I don't think many people predicted that. I think uh, the Greyhounds were kind of looked at to be a middle-of-the-pack team in the OHL this year. And we're, we're currently second in the, the standings across the uh, OHL between t- 20 teams. And we're ranked fifth in Canada. And things are going well. Um, obviously, our, our big captain there, uh, Docker, did uh, not crack the squad. Um, I know he was invited to camp in the summer. Um, I'm not sure if he got that re-invited. He, he was definitely struggling um, earlier in the season this year for the Greyhounds, but he seems like he's got his game back a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it looks like Allard will be slotted on the fourth line. Um, doesn't mean he can't, you know, bump up uh, based off of his play. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, ice time might be a little bit limited. Um on the first couple of games, especially when they're playing, you know, the bigger teams. But uh, once they, you know, maybe play some of the lesser teams, you kind of see that fourth line get out there. And we've seen it time and time again, uh, especially on the uh, Canada team. Uh, sometimes you just got four lines going and uh, everybody's contributing, right? So sometimes you don't have to just depend on that top line and see if we can get a little bit depth scoring this year. But I'm kind of looking at this year that we'll be kind of relying a little bit heavier on that top line. And I don't think we'll be seeing Celebrini putting up 
you know, Connor Bedard-esque numbers like he did in the last World Juniors, but I think uh, he'll definitely make an impact and uh, it'll be exciting. Uh, I haven't watched a whole lot of his games, so I'm pretty excited to uh, see what he's all about and showcase his talents on uh, obviously the biggest stage uh, for junior hockey and, uh, you know, uh, players that are, you know, either going to be draft eligible or, you know, waiting for their turn to get the go to the NHL there. So, um, yeah, like I said, Canada on paper, not as strong as, as Team USA. And I think there's an argument to say potentially maybe on paper even weaker than the Swedish team this year too. So, but uh, yeah, great for the Greyhounds. Uh, great. Uh, it's exciting for us. Like I said, I love, I love when we get a couple guys on the squad. It always makes it a little bit more enjoyable. You know, honestly, Macklin Salbrini, we, as Dane alluded to there, we, we don't get the luxury here in, in, well, not even just Sault Ste. Marie or Ontario or Canada. You can watch almost any game you want online if you can stream it, find it, whatever it may be. But Salbrini is playing over with, obviously, <clears throat> in Boston. So you, you playing college hockey at his age and having over a point a game, that says enough right there about, about his play. And it's impressive, right? Someone like Owen Allard and other guys that are on the team Canada, Easton Cow, and you know, even well, Fraser Mitten, he'd be obviously in the Western Hockey League, so it's a little bit different. Uh, but those are players that we have the opportunity to see. So if you're looking at Celebrini a lot, you're trying to catch college games here in Canada uh, or highlights, you, there's not really a lot of live action that you can dive into unless you're following every minute of puck drop that he is playing in so that's a good point you bring up dame because there's gonna be canadians that despite how big of hockey fans people may be that might be a, not they don't see a lot of celebrini and there, there are players that they do see and again going back to owen allard he's an ottawa boy he's spent a couple years now with the hounds he has over a point a game there just over a point a game he's worked really hard and this is a good opportunity for him to showcase himself and maybe put himself a little bit higher in the draft rankings uh, when it comes to being drafted, right? He, he won't be a first rounder. I don't anticipate maybe not even a second rounder in the NHL. Maybe though, like I, maybe that, maybe that's where it starts for his observations. The second Lots round. Lots of season left. You time and time again, guys yeah. jump from third, like I maybe not third round picks to, you know, especially maybe even the top 15, but yeah. definitely guys that, uh, you know, might not be looked at or noticed, you know, for a little bit, and they maybe make a world junior team, you know, whether you're Canadian, American, Swedish, whatever, mm-hmm. and you you skyrocket up yeah, those yeah. draft rankings, right? So um, we'll see. I I mean, I, I hope he has a great tournament. I would love yeah. nothing more to see than him represent the hound for sure. And I, I think. Kyle Dubas is going to be the one watching him. We all know that he loves his Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds and his Sioux talents. Yes, Pittsburgh, you're welcome. You get to see a lot of Sioux players likely in your organization in the future. Nonetheless, Dane, you know, the World Juniors, when it gets started, we are looking at a competitive tournament, three-team heavy, you would say, obviously. But if you had to pick a winner today, you already know mine, who is winning the World Juniors? Who is second and who is third? I know you said your top three. What is the placement of that three? What is your early prediction, honestly? I think the times of Canada winning every year um, have been proven to be over. We've won the last two um, as a betting man and not using my heart to 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 make this pick. Um, I do like the U.S. to take it all this year. I just think they're offensively hmm. disgusting. Like, they... <laughs> 
Their top two, their top two lines are are going to kill teams this year, right? <laughs> um, it, I I think the thing is is can they keep the puck out of the net as well? Mm. And again, anything can happen in those tournaments, right? Single elimination, one game upsets happen all the time, so we'll see. But uh, I like I like. I like the U.S. and you know what? I'll, I'll throw Canada in the final with them. U.S. beating Canada in the final just because Sweden, for whatever reason, just can't figure it out after the round robin. And is this the team that finally, you know, rises above that adversity and and they go on a run? The talent's always been there. I mean, and there's been so many years where the Swedes have arguably been the best team going into the tournament and. They go 4-0 in that round robin, and they either lose in the quarters or the semis, and that's it is what it is. So I'll go U.S.-Canada, but and I hate to pick the U.S., believe me. This pains me to say this, but, you know, it's a, if I'm going to use my hockey IQ, it's, it's hard to go against this very, very strong American team. I could not agree more. Uh, I, it actually pains me a little bit to say as well that the United States will be one. Sweden to Canada three. That hurts me even more to say that is, that is my order speaking. Honestly, now everyone knows if you, if you're new to this channel, new to this show, but or people that aren't new, we are Canadians. Okay. And we said it moments ago, we're from Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, so we obviously, you know who we're going for, but speaking realistically, just the U S looks like an absolute wagon. Just, just saying it's might be exciting to watch them. Okay. And it might just be a little bit more excited to watch them this year. But who knows? Upsets yeah, can we, happen. We don't have any top 10 picks on our team right now <laughs> that have been drafted. They have a couple. Couple, too. They yeah, know what they're doing. Two. Couple, too. Now, Dane, this has been the World Juniors. Throughout. Now, this is the interesting thing about our podcast. We take two breaks a year. One of them is right before Christmas till the new year. The second one is the summer at the end of August till after Labor Day. Those are the breaks that we normally have been taking for the past eight years since the show has been around, almost eight years. And usually that means that we haven't really had any World Junior kind of news and updates and everything. However, we have something called active use on TikTok and social media now, which means that someone like Dane and I can jump on a two-minute call and do an uploaded short about reactions of different games. We plan, and I plan, even though Dane and I haven't really fully connected on the schedule or plan of this yet, but when appropriate, we will uh, have news for you throughout the holidays from when the World Juniors are up, some reaction on games or some big things that are happening or as it transitions to the semis, the finals, et cetera. We will make sure we keep you in the loop of our feedback for a quick minute, two or three tops uh, on our social platforms. So make sure you're hitting like, follow, uh, and subscribe on all those because it will be on there. And Dane and I will have a lot of reactions, of course. And no, we will make sure not to bring up the Oilers or Leafs in those reactions. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, Dane, I want to say thank you for coming on this first segment and taking the time to talk about the World Juniors. We'll have you on Monday as well. We'll come on. We do a little bit more World Junior chat up at that point. But in terms of in-depth game analysis and further analysis, won't be until likely the tournament starts with any short uploads or even after from when we returned from holidays. So thank you for taking the time to come on, my friend. It's a uh, Fun, and this weekend's a special weekend for you. Let me remind listeners, 
Dane turns 32 years old. I just put his age on radio and broadcast. Not sure. Oh, it's high bar in the same year. <laughs> yeah, we're 32 years old. Uh, but Dane's turning 32. Uh, and, of course, we're going to have a little bit of celebratory action on Saturday. So uh, if you're out and about and you see us and you're in Sault Ste. Marie, say hi. If you're not from the Sioux or you're not going to see us out because you live outside the Sioux, we don't blame you if you can't come here. So just maybe leave Dane a little comment below saying happy birthday. He would appreciate that. Okay. He, he would appreciate that. Dane, thanks for taking the time, man. It's always fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Dave. And I'm hoping the Oilers can extend uh, that winning streak <laughs> to nine tonight and then uh, maybe get a nice little birthday present on Saturday and uh, get that uh, nice uh, round number of 10. Uh, interlude, right. which would be lovely. So um, I'm pretty sure they haven't lost on my birthday in a very long time. Generally, they win. So it's got to take down Tampa tonight and keep the ball rolling. Stevie, listen, he's a happy Oiler fan. It's good to see happiness on this channel because I've been begging for a Leafs Oilers Cup final since I was a little boy, and I would love to see it happen. I don't care what friendships it pains or what happens in it. It would be such good content for this show. It would be wild what would come out of those streams. Again, we're, ta- we're, we're going to wrap up the first segment here before I go down a rabbit hole. This has been Dane talking about the World Juniors upcoming 2024 World Junior Hockey Championships. Leave your comments some feedback below on who you think is going to win this is the game sports podcast powered by 91 and let me take a quick breather and then justin heichel and ej russell are going to be joining yours truly they're expecting to join and we'll talk football on the in the pocket segment don't go anywhere and welcome back to the game sports podcast it is your host david mckay jr continuing to host you this evening this is the wednesday edition of the game sports podcast just to remind you yes it is a thursday but this is considered the wednesday edition and Keep it easier. It's the second episode of this week. As I can remind you, just like in the opener, we are powered by 91N. That's 91 Network. Head on over to the YouTube channel. Follow, like, subscribe on that platform as well as all audio platforms of the game so you keep in touch with all episodes and content we have. This is the second segment, of course, if you've been tuning in for the entire episode. And if you are familiar with our second episode each week or the Wednesday edition, whatever way you like to call it, this is the In the Pocket segment, formerly the In the Pocket podcast. Over seven years we've been doing this segment slash podcast. Now obviously is just a segment on the Game Sports podcast agenda. Nonetheless, this is where we talk football for this entirety of the segment. Yes, football from all kinds, professional, amateur. Either way, we talk all the hot topics in the world of football. Let's introduce those who are joining yours truly, and it's the usual two suspects that are always on In the Pocket segment with yours truly. Even though this one took a few weeks off, EJ Russell, how are you doing, my friend? Great to see you. Great to hear from you. Either way, just a great time to have you on here tonight, as always. I am happy to be back. I'd like to apologize to the listeners for my absence, but uh, Dave always gives me an opportunity to plug what I do for work on the air. I don't typically take advantage of this, but I will say this. It ain't easy being salesman of the month for back-to-back months. You got to pull some late days to pull that off. But just like I'm pulling off late days, the Browns have been pulling off some late victories. Getting another late one here against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Browns currently sitting at 8-5, and five, second in the AFC North, one of the toughest divisions in football. Fuck you, Pittsburgh. Let's get the first F-bomb out of the way. And, uh, yeah, just happy to be back. Uh, apologize for my absence, but couldn't be happier to be back with you all. I slowly had to disappear from the screen there for a minute to not only show off the Steeler jersey in the background. But they still have a winning record, though, bud. It's unbelievable. It's They shouldn't. They should have. It's because Mike Tomlin and defense. But let's go to Justin Heichel. 
Heiko, great to hear from you again. Great to see you again all around. It's always a good time talking football with you, my friend. Certainly great to see the Star Wars back around again. Yeah, I was the weekly compliment. I've been missing it, so I needed the self-esteem build there. Um, I forgot to compliment each week. Cooler if there was a Millennium Falcon. Yeah, well, I don't, uh, I don't, I I don't got salesman of the month money for the Millennium Falcon here, so (laughs) we'll uh, we'll work on that. We'll see. Maybe uh, maybe next year we can uh, add that hunk of junk to the. uh, to the collection but uh, no good to be here let's talk some football you know what i'll, I'll make you a deal He's gonna buy you the if money. no if the colts win a super bowl before the browns i'll buy the millennium falcon lego set Oof. it may not be the best one but i'll buy a millennium falcon lego okay. set a decent one not will... a not a not a garbage one a decent one i will accept that offer. i like it okay like and it. if i win like oh, we were just discussing before we came on. No, you know what I want? I want my belt. I want the wrestling he just belt. Wants the damn belt for the first Pick'em Championship. I he want the belt. One of his trophies that he. I want no. Played. I want one of my own. <laughs> I want the original championship as a wrestling belt. Like EJ's that. trophy cabinet's sure. just got like three IOU notes in it. That's. <laughs> so, oh, right. two, two. Yeah, okay, two, two. two. Uh, but I'm saying I will accept. One championship belt for myself, we'll call it a 90 80 $90, $100 value, U.S. or Canadian, I don't care. Uh, and you have to buy me that trophy for the original championship, if I win this. A Millennium Falcon for a, a wrestling belt, I feel like, is a fair trick. I'm going to go get one of those WWE like title belts, the spinner one, but we'll just put EJ's face yes. in the No, not, the, not a spinner belt. If it's a spinner belt, I swear to God, I will break the fucking Legos behind you. <laughs> I don't want a spinner belt. It's got to be a legit... You can't mess with it, Bell. Come on. Deal. The game I would not break your legs. Football in the Pocket segment is sponsored by Sports Center Bar and Grill. As always, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario's best sports bar over six years in a row. Best wings. Listen, sports atmosphere in Sault Ste. Marie, nowhere better to go to. And I should emphasize Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. But, of course, here in the Twin Sioux, no matter where you are coming through to the Sioux, whatever it may be, stop in at Sports Center. Uh, the the original home of the game sports show at the time and the game sports podcast, of course, now. Uh, but stop on in there to enjoy a great sports atmosphere. And I'm going to get this out of the way before, too. And we can laugh about it after. Uh, I actually said at the opener, I didn't say game sports podcast, but the opener of the show, I said the game sports show. It's still in the heart. Eh? It's still down there. And I did slip. Well, us. Once. We're not. I- we're not who we weren't because we got a different name. We're still the same idiots talking sports and enjoying the company of others. We are who now, you thought we were. Maybe. Depends on what day of the week. Ooh, the Denny Green. Now, good the, good pull in, there, Hike. The In the Pocket segment the, is going to go through a few bits of news. And I'm actually going to start off with a little bit of local shout-out first. But we're going to give that local shout-out first. We're going to go into the NFL news. There's going to be a lot of things that myself, EJ, and Justin always go round table for that we have time to. Hopefully, we can talk about Bill Belichick. I'm sure that's on the docket. Jim Harbaugh, uh, as well as maybe Kansas City struggles, Lions struggles a little bit, whatever way you want to look at it. We're trying to get all the hot topics to you so you can enjoy them, as well as the pick'em. And then to end it, I am putting EJ on the spot in a two-minute warning. He didn't know this, uh, but I would plan to give him the two-minute warning for maybe some college football that everybody loves to hear. Maybe. If not, he'll have other content to surprise you 
with before the wrap-up of the show. Now, the local content I want to give a shout-out for, because we talk all areas of sports. Now, if you're from the Sioux, Victoria, B, that's BC, just in case you're from the United States, don't know where the, the Victoria is in BC, maybe you too. Uh, I, listen, it doesn't matter where you're from. Let us know if you want us to give a shout-out to anything about your local city in terms of football or sports in general. But the Sioux Steelers, yes, that's a team uh, in Sault Ste. Marie. There's obviously the Sabercats and the Sioux Steelers. The Sioux Steelers announced a very big signing. And dare I say, and I'm going to name the individual. His name is Nick. I was talking to him at my wife's Christmas party. They were guessing what the Sioux Steelers announcement was going to be. And along with about a dozen others, I was one to say it's definitely going to be Jordan Hoover. Jordan Hoover is a former CFL player, played with the Elks in the CFL. And the Sioux Steelers have signed him and committed to him this upcoming year. And that is a big get for the Sioux Steelers. Now, there is some background. I know a lot about Jordan um, in terms of family ties as well. He's a great kid. He is a very good football player, of course. There's been a lot of good football talent to come out of Sault Ste. Marie, but obviously Jordan did very well for himself playing in Edmonton. He had, there was some issues with injuries that he had to battle in the CFL that kind of, well, let's just say shortened his career in the CFL a little bit, but now he is back home and going to be playing with the Sioux Steelers, and that gives that roster an absolute boost from a character perspective, from a talent perspective. That's somebody who's going to put butts in seats as well. You bring somebody who you had in the CFL. Now, I know the American listeners are laughing, saying the NFL, CFL, nonetheless, EJ's not laughing, but the CFL is still There are a lot of good players that have come out of the CFL that have gone in the NFL. Yeah, true. And obviously, either way, very competitive football. And Jordan Hoover, yes, he's taken he's away from the CFL now, now joining the Sioux Steelers. But they're in a very competitive league. They play a lot of good teams in southern Ontario. He's going to get a lot of football action. He's going to be a leader on that team. And it's a great ad for that football organization. There's been a lot of good positive news in Sioux St. Marie for football. Not just the Steelers signing Jordan Hoover, but also Sioux College. I announced just a week or so back that they're getting their football program. Their sports programs are just going off. They're absolute fire. Things are looking up in terms of the collegiate side, school side, I should say as well as the football side here in Sault Ste. Marie and uh, really keeping themselves together. So congratulations to the Steelers for signing Jordan Hoover uh, to join the Steelers' this upcoming season. And congratulations to Jordan for coming home to play. Uh, certainly, hopefully, we, I can run into him on the field and say hi to him. Such a great individual off the field as well. Now, fellas, let's talk NFL. I wanted to get that look all the way as EJ's pop was in there. I saw that, EJ. I love it. Dogs catch my eye. Come here, babe. Everyone loves This is Dixie. Uh, Dixie, we love it. Love dogs. If I got my dog in here, he'd probably be too nervous and wouldn't know where to look. All love right, get that. down, sweetie. Down, we please. We all love Thank dogs. You. Fellas, uh, the agenda that I wanted to start with, we, we like to go back and forth in a little bit of a round table. So I'm going to start with it first because uh, just feel like it, I guess. It's a good transition. The point that I want to bring up first, right off the hop, because I think it makes sense, and it's going to be a part of the picture of the thumbnail, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, to a surprise, in my opinion, it will not be going back to New England. I'll tell you why it's a surprise. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be, they say a parting ways, is I believe the words that were used, uh, but I, I believe, or they're just not renewing them this year. Now I don't have the words up that I'm losing my train of thought because that's not my point. My point is, I feel like Bill would have left on his own terms. You know what I mean? I feel like Bill is, 
is when you think of coaching in New England is him and Brady. Those were the face of that team for so many years. But Bill Belichick, he felt like maybe New England would be a bit more loyal to, and let him have his own decision. But he's uh, going to be gone at the end of this year. So who wants to, who wants the floor first with let that me, topic? Let me, let I feel me like take both this. Of you. Oh, this go ahead. Let me take this one. I mean, if if these reports are correct, then uh, I guess we can hang a banner at Lucas Oil Stadium because it was made after the uh, Colts beat the Patriots. The decision was made after the Colts beat the Patriots in Germany. And we're big banner people <laughs> in Indianapolis. So, you know, maybe we get a banner hung for that one. Take that one over all the Tom Brady victories. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but honestly, I don't like Al Michaels, I think said it best a few weeks ago on Thursday night football that no one knows. Absolutely. No one knows. I mean, if you watch college game day on Saturday this week, like Belichick on the show there, and Robert Kraft on the show, it didn't really say Belichick. What? No, I loved it. I thought Belichick supporting Navy was legit. Like I was, I was dying and McAfee's reaction. Like, uh, but I think that was all of our reactions. When he just starts screwing around. Like, since when does Bill Belichick screw around at all? <laughs> like, he smiled. He smiled. Like, You've that's... never seen the clip of when Randy Moss invited him to the Halloween party. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, yeah. Ooh, but at I, the roller I, I... rink. And he dressed up as a pirate. He even yeah. participated more than most of the players. That's wild. Belichick yeah. has a sense of humor. I don't. Uh, See, I don't think that's it for him. I think this has been a masterclass tank this year. Um, they have a Super Bowl caliber defense. I mean, honestly, every game they've been in this year has been like a fucking hockey score. Really, I mean, there's, there's been a couple, but I mean, what six nothing against uh, the Chargers? The Colts game was like ten something. Like a def- the defense is decent. For, the other, for Las Vegas, they're going to have the most the cap space in the NFL next year. High pick, like you can draft a quarterback, surround him with absolutely whatever you want, and go from that. Like I just, I don't know. I don't think he's going out like that. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong before. I've been wrong a lot, but I don't think he's going out like that. EJ, <sighs> I've been waiting to talk about. The Sith Lord Darth Vader himself, Bill Belichick. I thought he was Palpatine. He can be whatever evil lord you want to call him. Uh, The the fact of the matter is there's one thing about Bill Belichick that will always and unequivocally be true. Nobody knows the game of football. The history of football. Probably better on this planet than Bill Belichick. One of the things that I will always appreciate about Bill Belichick is he's always been a guy that goes back to his roots. That's why he went on and supported Navy during that broadcast. He put the Navy hat on. He was smiling. He was having a good time. Bill Belichick is not a man without humor. However, I don't think that there's anything to smile about New England right now. And I think that the, you know, 20 plus years of success, let's call it. Roughly under Bill Belichick, under Tom Brady, going to a Super Bowl every other year. That's not a realistic expectation. You you did that 
and accomplish that. Let's not take anything away from anything that Bill Belichick has done. Need I remind you that he was the coach of the 1992, 93, 94, 95 Browns, who many of those teams were projected to win Super Bowls. His defensive coordinator on that team was a guy named, uh, I don't know, Nick Saban. Jim Schwartz was a gopher on that team. Eric Mangini was a gopher on that team. The legacy that Bill Belichick has left us in this league is going to affect the game for the rest of forever. And again, I take nothing away from anything he's done in New England. He has done a fantastic job and even put that team in places they weren't supposed to be after Brady left. He brought, tried bringing in Cam Newton. Let's not, let's not take away from the fact that Bill Belichick tried something different. Okay? He tried to grow with the league. But you know what? That just didn't work. And I think it is time for him to step aside. And I don't think that he needs to go anywhere and prove anything. If he wanted to go anywhere and prove anything, I think the only place that he'd have to prove something would be the city of Cleveland. And the city of Cleveland is very happy with Kevin Stefanski right now. Or maybe he goes to the New York Jets, but they're happy with Robert Sala. I, I, I think it's time for Belichick to walk away. I think this is the appropriate place for him to walk away, and I think it's the appropriate time in his career for him to walk away. I'll say flat out very quickly, I agree, EJ. I think it is time. Do I think the reports are true? And let me just tell you that ever since this Shohei Otani bullshit last week that I don't believe any media anymore, especially that I hear and see, and it took me – it took that long. You were all idiots. Oh, Shohei's coming to Toronto. <laughs> no, he's not. I tried to tell – listen to me. Dave, upload the chat, okay? I was the first one to say it's not fucking happening. Joe was not going to Toronto. No, it was, a, it was as Connor. But the flight logs. The, the flight logs. But, but my point is, I I think Bill is done. And that's he was a Jimmy Johns. <laughs> Literally, he's done. I think he's going to go out this way. It's unfortunate, but he's going to go out because he has such a legacy that he has. But and it's the big but. If he does come back, what is my prediction? Sure, I'll entertain you. I'll make something interesting. Bill's fires Sean McDermott. Can Bill we can Belichick, we play pretend? Bill, can we Bill play? Be- yeah, Bill Belichick goes to the Bills. Okay, you say Bills. Hi, yeah. let's play pretend. Where's Belichick go after this? If he goes anywhere. Honestly, nowhere. He goes to become if the... If he... He's the curator of the Football Hall of Fame. He no, go around and... I'm, I'm saying you, you, you have to pick a team. Pretend he's going somewhere next year. Where does he go? You got to pick one. I have an interesting one I think you guys will enjoy. The Bears? Go first. Oh, the Bears? Oh. Ooh. I was going to say Minnesota. Oh. The Vikings. That'd be Ooh. interesting. A team with some nice bones. Imagine the Giants. <laughs> that would be great. The Bears The Bears haven't hit on anything with GM. I think the coaches. Jets would be funnier than the Giants, though. Yeah. Maybe it, would, it would be. Rodgers and Belichick. Unbelievable. Bears would be cool, though. Like, that'd be a cool place to see them land. They got a stock Maybe covered Brady. in draft I think. Picks. Brady comes I will... out of retirement to join him on the Bears. <laughs> not, just... not the craziest thing we've ever said. No. I mean, Brett Farm did wear a Vikings uniform. Yep. yep. And I mean, the Jets. Brady's a minority And he showed pictures of his wiener. Yeah, that's true. Brady's probably not coming back. Yeah, yeah but Oakland's probably that. looking for a coach. Can we admit, I'm, I'm also a little surprised that the Davis family gave him anything. Where did he get his share from? We I'm don't sure know. That, okay, but I'm anyways, sure, uh, it's 
<laughs> Al Day or well, Mark the bowl cut guy there. He was looking for uh, you know maybe some greatness to be associated with the franchise. No, here's here's what it is. I'll give you my one piece of EJ bullshit for the day. It's that Tom Brady invested in the song "The Autumn Wind," right? And so whenever he does his TB12 workout videos, get the swell going. See that right there? A little bit. Of that? Uh, he's gonna play "The Autumn Wind is a Raider." rustling safe to see he, he frolics around whatever the song you know what i'm talking about though right he's yeah. gonna make 17 million dollars off just that song it just makes money by being tom brady J- jim harbaugh jim harbaugh seems like the expense extension is gonna be through the michigan by the way what are you calling jim harb what <laughs> Har- harbaugh harbaugh <laughs> and we'll leave what are we holding up some saggy tits <laughs> Love it. We listen. Jim Hanbrough. You got ten minutes until my haircut. Jim <laughs> is gonna re- extend with Michigan. It seems like, but now what I wanted to play is that what if game. He right? did. I thought I heard. He did. It, apparently, it's being finalized. Five year deal. It seems like it's finalized exactly. Yeah, five year deal. He's gonna be the second highest paid coach behind Saban. Deservedly so is was giving me my point. Obviously, he's done a very good job at Michigan this year. It's been a very I, listen. He's a fucking been, asshole. His job no is comment. to get asses in the Go seats. Buckeyes. <laughs> but, and he does do that. We don't give a damn for the whole state of Michigan. The whole state of Michigan. The whole state of Michigan. You know the rest. Kansas City struggles. They've lost a few in a row. couple tough calls on the ref side of things, too. Uh, EJ, he struggles about Kansas City. Any worries that uh, any Kansas City fan should have or any... Quit blaming officials. Win the goddamn game. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, like, my thought on this whole thing... Like they've, people have already pulled footage online showing Tony getting warned for being off enough calls this season. Too. Like just stop. If you've been warned and you didn't listen, then you deserve to have that called on you. And to be honest, if it's in the and rule book, and and it's not the official's job to tell him he's offsides. Well, and here's the thing: like official, like well, not here's the thing. It, you're completely correct. It's not the official. He, it's your job to fucking know. And if you look down the line and you're 12 feet in front of the fucking center, then guess what? You're offside. Like, if, check. If you, check. This all you, you got to do is point yeah, to the like, guy, and he look. goes. And, I mean, if you've made it to the NFL, I'm assuming you've played five or six football games at that position. <laughs> and maybe. You know a rule. You, you should. You, you should. should know uh, one rule at least minimum. I mean, and some guys don't. I mean, line up before we start. Yeah, some. I don't know. It's different when you put him in weird formations, but that dude was literally like, if he, he was looking this way, no, he was in. No, he was in the safety spot facing. Look at himself. He's like, I'm gonna run that way, but I'm looking this way. That's how far offside he was. It just, to me, that. like the Mahomes thing, bitching at the refs afterwards, like, shut the fuck up. Not one person. And then going up to Josh, there's zero sportsmanship with that. Like, you're just like your annoying wife. You're absolutely no different. You just have curly hair. Like, that's... Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. We gotta listen to her in the press box fucking doing this you're not. all the time. And then he's fucking doing this on the field. And then we got... She talks, and interrupts. She talks oh. and interrupts people more than I do. <laughs> It's, she interrupts it's, people more than I do. She's terrible. I like I and, and I'm always right. She's not. 
I can get along with most people, and her, I would probably powerball them <laughs> out of the press box. I don't even. I don't know. Hold on, hold on. This is an important question. Like a regular Poller bomb, like from here, or like the jackknife you lift. No, no, up. like one of those good ones where like the guy gets how many tables halfway across the ring? Seven, eight <laughs> tables. Like Jeff Hardy that's... nonsense. Oh, yes. ooh, that's a hell of a match. Good call. Yeah, well, I'm with you. I'm, I'm not. She deserved it. If the last, match is gonna take last, me, please out, don't, then... please listeners, please don't actually violently <laughs> attack women through tables. Lions. We love all the people. Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. Give me this. All right. DJ, have the this, floor. This the is, Lions. if you were to give me my two minutes of firepower, okay, I'm going to waste this on the Lions because the Detroit Lions are in a really tough situation. They got to go up on the 16th against the Denver Broncos, even though they're playing at home. This is a team that in their last five, six games has almost doubled in their points per game against defensively. This is not a good sign against a Denver Broncos team that has been playing significantly well and actually gave the Cleveland Browns defense all they could handle. And the Cleveland Browns are considered one of the best defenses in the NFL. I'm taking my bias out of this, although a little this. Uh, but the Denver Broncos are nothing to blink at. The Minneapolis and then they gotta go to US Bank Stadium in Minneapolis and they gotta play the Vikings. Okay. They have to play the Vikings in two out of their last three games and the only game they're not playing the Vikings is I don't know against the Dallas Cowboys who might be the most dangerous offense in the NFL right now the Vikings are one of those teams that you don't know where they're going to come from I'm going to say this now and I'm going to knock on some wood Lions might miss the playoffs oh oh that would be heartbreaking oh I just I just I literally just heard and felt Sioux, Michigan, just deflate. And Michigan in and general. I want to be very clear. Let me be very clear here. The last time the Lions won a championship was 1957 against the Cleveland Browns. Our last championship was in 1964. I would love nothing more than a Lions-Browns Super Bowl. It'd be like when the Cubs played the Indians and we lost. Like, it was the only team I'm okay with losing that game to. Right. 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 But the Lions... <laughs> Uh, and I'm and I okay. I don't want it to be true. The Lions could miss the playoffs. Oh, that might be a clip right there. That'd be a part of the teaser right there. I mean, Lions either, fans leave that. Up. Either way, this is good for <laughs> Michigan beer distributors. The Lions make the playoffs. Yep. It's good. And Lions miss the playoffs. It's good. So EJ, I know we got pick 'em. I know you got a little a tight schedule too, so we got about six ish minutes. We gotta do the pick 'em, your rant and two minute warning before we go. So what I wanna do right now is I, I I'll transition and just say finally about the Lions. I think they're gonna make the playoffs, but this is worrisome. A little bit worrisome. EJ, I wanna give you the floor because apparently you have a rant about picks and maybe gambling. I could be wrong about that, but you could say that then uh hike when he's done. Just transition into the picks after we get our laughs or our uh, feedback out of the way, if necessary. Uh, I, I'm going to say this here, boys. I, I'm going to make my picks. I'm going to give you a second to laugh me, and then i got to bounce. My wife has just texted me, am I coming to get my hair cut? And normally you can't see my grace, so yes, I on, have to get out of here. I'm, so I'm going to make my, my picks. Way. I'll give you a second to criticize. No, she knows I'm still doing it. But anyways, okay. So hold on. Let's do Here's this. my rant. I got my rant still. Okay. 
we could do the rant, then the picks, then wrap up then. If that no, I got – I dude, I got this. Like, let me rant. I'll make my picks. I'll bounce. You finish. Okay. Here's my rant. Last week has to have been the worst week in my career at making picks during the NFL 1 o'clock games. I literally hit only one, one of the 1 o'clock games. I'm normally 70% accurate. One out of seven or eight is pretty damn bad. So I figure, hey, when I have that bad of luck and I bet on my picks, they normally, like any pick that I've ever bet on loses. So I lost all my picks. So I bet on a few. And guess what? I lost money doing that too. So why even try at this point? I'm going to make my picks dance away and give it to Hike because the Lord knows that nobody cares what I have to say right now. Nothing's going well. I hate this stupid fucking game. God bless the Cleveland Browns and God bless America. Here are my picks for the week. I got the Raiders against the Chargers, Bengals against the Vikings, Colts against the Steelers, Lions against the Broncos. However, that is the least confident pick that I have. If you're going to take the opposite of me, I think that's the way to go. I got Browns over the Bears, Packers over the Buccaneers, Titans over the Texans only because C.J. Stroud has been injured, Dolphins over the Jets, Chiefs over the Patriots, Saints over the Giants, Falcons over the Panthers, Rams over the Commanders, 49ers win against the Cardinals, Cowboys get a nice road victory against Buffalo at 425, Baltimore is going to take down Jacksonville, and finally wrapping everything up on Monday night, the Philadelphia Eagles, the fans that I despise the most in the world, uh, they are going to beat the Seattle Seahawks, Eagles 27, Seahawks 17, Ravens 30. Jaguars 18. Most points this week. Dallas least amount of points. I'm going to go with the Bears. Justin Fields sucks. The Bears. Well, EJ, I like that. Thank you for your picks. Now, I'll properly sign you off. I want to say thank, thank you for you. taking the time. And then uh, Hike and I will do our picks here. But I know you got to take off a little earlier, so I appreciate you taking the time. So good, good luck on your picks. I love the rant. Uh, and we'll be They're all going to fucking lose. This is a stupid game. We'll be good in luck, touch Good next luck week. with those grays. I, I'm in la- I, I missed the playoffs in fantasy in the league that pays. I made the playoffs in fantasy in the league that doesn't. Only the losing that league, you got to pick their gamer tag for the next year. It's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, things aren't going well. And Joe Flacco is my quarterback, so life's not perfect. <laughs> if it makes you feel better. It's fucking I'm... weird rooting for him, dude. It's fucking weird. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm... Rooting for Joe Flacco is odd. I'm in first place in my league, and my two quarterbacks are Justin Herbert and C.J. Stroud. So, awesome. I hope you have a great week. Yeah, I because hope you do too, fuck, EJ. Fuck me. It's great. Thank you both. Gentlemen, you, thank you so much for being here. I got to head out. I will see you. Well, EJ is now gone. The room gets a little bit quieter, if you will. There's a little chirp for EJ, but it's great having his energy back on after a few weeks hiatus. Uh, good luck in your haircut there, EJ. It seems like you need it. Maybe trim the beard a little bit down too, you know? Good thing Good thing we don't have the Lou Lamorello rule here on the Game Sports Podcast. Hey, eh? Hike? Just kidding. Just kidding. That's not a thing. But, picks. I'm not going to go next because I can't go next. Hike didn't get a chance to state the standings because we didn't give him the opportunity and the usual thing. So let me remind you. Uh, actually, you know what? No. I'm not going to remind you. Hike's going to tell you the standings once it gets to him. Okay? That's how we're going to do this. Going on the fly. My picks. Raiders over Chargers. Bengals over Vikings. 
Hike, get ready to roll out of your seat for this because I want to battle back here. I've oh. picked the I've picked the Colts over the Steelers this week. I thought you were taking the Steelers. I was going to say, don't do that. I'm picking the Colts over the Steelers because of standings to get to go for the dub and sports, I guess you should say IQ, but I am cheering for the Steelers, okay? I am a Steeler fan. I am cheering for the Steelers, but the Colts, I'm picking them in this game. Lions over Broncos, okay? I'm picking it this week. The Lions got to bounce back somehow, some way or else they're just going to look like frauds, and I hope they're not for Lions fans' sake. Browns over the Bears. Packers over the Buccaneers. The Texans over the Titans. Ugh, I didn't really want to, but I wanted that one. I think this is going to be that little upset, that little tricky game. I, I got the Dolphins over the Jets in a laugher, uh, to be honest with you. The Chiefs over the Patriots, and I think the Chiefs are going to be very angry this week. The Giants over the Saints. Yep. Do I say Davido? Hey. Well, DeVito and his agent are going to be on the sidelines. They're going to be winning football games and winning this week. Falcons over the Panthers. Rams over the Commanders. 49ers over the Cardinals. Cowboys over the Bills. Bills, you're my favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. You're not winning the Super Bowl. Okay, your team's not, you know, you guys are frauds. You guys are frauds, obviously. Sorry, Bills Mafia. I know we got a Bills Mafia helmet bar fan that follows the game sports podcast. I don't, I don't see this team being as special as I thought it was. But prove me wrong this week then. Cowboys are beating you this week, Bills. Too bad, so sad. Ravens over the Jags and the Eagles over the Seahawks in the Battle of the Birds. Eagles 34-17 over the Seahawks. Ravens 24-14 over the Jags. And I got Sam Fran with the most points this week, not even the Dolphins. And New England getting the least points. Hike, I want to know the standings, and I also want to know your picks. All right. Well, <clears throat> big uh, big week. <clears throat> Shaking up the standings last week. Big uh, we got, shake up. Wow. We got a, a one-point spread across the board now. Uh, I, uh, I myself am in first. Yeah. All the way from third up to first um, with 128 points. EJ is in second, also with 128, so I've got a tiebreaker in there somewhere. Uh, and then Steelers Nation in third uh, with 127 points. But uh, EJ had a shit week last week, getting only five picks correct. Yikes. Um, that's a bad one. That is a bad one. Although I uh, I matched that in week five. Those are the two lowest scores of the season. Wow. Five. It, it was actually uh, a rough week all around last week. I think you had eight points last yeah, week. Yeah, I had eight. Big eight. Eight yeah, is great. Week. Um, rough, rough but, week. Uh, into the picks here. So uh, Raiders tonight over uh, what's left of the Chargers, whatever, whoever's there. Um, <clears throat> Bengals over Minnesota because Bengals appear like they're on a bit of a heater right now. And uh, who the hell's starting Minnesota? Nick Mullins this weekend. So the Pastronaut is on the bench. I love uh, that nickname for some reason. Colts over the Steelers because the Colts are in the wild card and uh, we could use this win. Uh, Detroit over the Broncos against my better judgment, but if the Lions are going to make the playoffs, as was discussed earlier, this is probably a good place to start with a winning streak. Not that they're, you know, I mean, what, nine wins and whatever, but they're not looking great lately. Uh, Cleveland over Chicago with the flak attack out there. Uh, Packers over the Bucks because the Packers look pretty good lately. Um, Titans over Houston. Uh, although I like Dave's Houston pick, 
Uh, I was intrigued by that, but I don't know if Stroud is playing or not. So it might be the Davis Mills show. Uh, Dolphins over the Jets should be ugly, but the Jets defense looked pretty good last week against Houston. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Chiefs over New England. If they lose this one, the Chiefs are probably toast. Um, They might be the AFC's Detroit Lions at this point. So uh, they can go sing wow. a breakup song and fuck off for the rest of the year. That'd be great. Um, Giants over the Saints. Uh, buddy from work, Jesse's going to that game. Big Tommy Cutlets fan uh, down there. <laughs> so uh, I told him to uh, bring a couple meatballs with him in his pockets, and uh, he can throw them on the field every time they score a touchdown. Oh, Falcons man. over the Panthers. Rams over the uh, Washington Football Club. Commanders. I almost said the other name, so I kind of had to just pivot there until I came up with the right name. Uh, San Fran over Arizona. Buffalo over the Cowboys because fuck Dallas. Uh, Baltimore over Jacksonville. Philly over Seattle. Uh, Score-wise, I got Philly 28, Seattle 24, so being a lot closer than most people think because Philly's kind of in a tailspin too. Uh, And then Baltimore 34, Jacksonville 28. I think that one's going to be pretty close. Um, but Baltimore looks like the team to beat in the AFC right now, as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, most points this week, Buffalo, fewest points this week, uh, keeping the seat warm, the Carolina Panthers right here, Carolina Panthers. You know what? Honestly, no, there's teams that just aren't good. And that's, that's, I think the Panthers issue is their owner is kind of a dink. (laughs) Like. I'm, well, everyone, like, all the stories came out, and the Panthers wanted to draft, like, all the coaches wanted to draft Stroud, and the owner's like, mm, no, I want <laughs> I want this guy. I want this guy, and what a great decision. And then, you know what, I'd rather fire you all and pay you for the next six years to not work for my team. Yep. Like, ah, what a fucking donkey. There's, but some, I guess... there's some decisions that are just, that you just wonder and shake your head at, in all sports, though. In all sports. I just, uh, sports. We, we don't know what it's like to have throwaway money like that. Like, that's that's way more than walking around money. That's pure out throwing away money right there. Literally. Hike, it's, we're not going to have two-minute warning. I know we've said to the listeners and the viewers there that EJ would be running and heading uh, the two-minute warning. But obviously, as you see and you can hear and as you saw... He got the two-minute warning from the old lady to go get his haircut, so he had to get out of here. Exactly. There was no two-minute warning. We're skipping the two-minute warning because everyone waved in the white flag to call the conclusion on the show. Not because it's not just because just that just made sense to say that's why. Uh, But we will have a two-minute warning next week. I'm going to remind listeners uh, that we only have two more shows before our uh, our. our holidays, if you will. We will have, obviously, uploads throughout the holidays, if necessary, throughout the World Junior Hockey Championship, if necessary, for clips or any kind of hockey news or any kind of sporting Rant. news. Rant. Rather, we talk about anything uh, on this show, but I've given you examples that we may have some content on our social media pages, but we will not have a podcast episode, just social media clips throughout the break, if necessary, only. So make sure you're following all those platforms for some hot takes. Uh, and join the, the, the group and the people that are listening and watching on TikTok. We appreciate everybody uh, for the uh, interactions on there, despite whatever you'd like to say. If you agree with us or disagree, 
We love it. This has been the Game Sports Podcast. In the first segment, I want to thank Dane Hanshow for bringing his World Junior Hockey Championship expertise, if you will, and passion to that first uh, for that first segment. Then obviously here in the second segment, I want to say thank you again to EJ, who's not here, but I also want to say thank you to uh, Justin, who has also been here just as well. Present. He's been here longer than EJ. Before, just so everybody knows that. So Hike is one of the original OGs of the game. So Hike, I appreciate you here every week. And well, two more shows until the break. One more show for you essentially next Wednesday before we go on that break. Uh, I hope that the rest of your week is terrific, my friend. Yeah, you know what? It, uh, tomorrow's Friday. Um, I think it's safe. We can start letting the holiday fuckets seep in now, I think is the... Uh... <laughs> I, uh, I've been trying pretty hard this week to not let it happen, but uh, we had customers bring in pizza and Christmas cookies this afternoon. Nice. Um, and I had already eaten lunch, and I ate uh, pretty heavy at lunch today is some leftover pierogies. So nice. Uh, the pizza and Christmas cookies, yeah, it was a tough. Uh, the three to four thirty uh, time slot was tough sledding. That was. <laughs> It's called Power Hour. No, it's not. Yeah, you know, we just no uh, went op- open the garage door there in the loading dock and just stood in the wind for a little bit. <laughs> That's <laughs> keeping 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 an eye on White Oak Drive, making sure yeah. nothing goes uh, awry out there. I can tell you that that uh, red Dodge Ram didn't pass your work until after four thirty. So no, I know uh, you were still there when I left. I was surprised. Yeah, yeah, surprise. I know, I know. It's unfortunate. That's but not I often. Wanna... I want to show people. I was wearing this shirt today. I w- okay. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna give you a model show here. But if you want, okay, I'll give you a little bit of a model show. This is a fight story shirt. Okay, and I wore this in previous episodes of the uh, Game Sports Podcast. I better show up the bottom there. I'm trying to show my camera without going too low, if you will. Uh, and this is Trevor Gillies. Oh. Trevor Gillies, uh, who's obviously a former NHLer, he's a friend of the show. He's been on this uh, special edition uploads way back, actually, now over 25 editions ago, actually. He had a very long segment on our show. And I probably yeah, wonder what you're probably wondering why, you know, the, the shirt that says fight stories on the top. I know when I look at videos, I'm curious what they're wearing. I'll give him love because that guy is a legend. Trevor Gillies is a legend. Okay. But that's my little fun off the go down rabbit hole part of the show here today. We've had obviously hockey discussion, football discussion, lots here, a lot for you to digest. You, we, we do plan to have a special edition upload this week. It's been a few weeks delayed. We've had some issues with our James Sabalski episode that we're really trying to savor. We have, I have a couple producers actually on it trying to salvage everything uh, with it, to be honest. So we're hopefully having have that uploaded by early next week, definitely before the holidays. Uh, so we appreciate your patience on that. But nonetheless, you won't hear from us unless it's something hot and heavy. Uh, throughout the weekend until Monday on the Monday edition of the Game Sports Podcast. Again, Chief, Justin, Chiefs lose. We'll be on uh, Taylor Swift breakup watch. Don't uh, <laughs> don't everybody worry. We'll be here. Uh, wild. And again, thank you, Hike. It's always a good time. It's oh yeah, no, no you. problem. It's good to be here and fucking let the uh, let the football juices out because no one in my house wants to hear it from me. So. And Dane Hancho again, remind listeners, turns 32 on Saturday. So a little little bit of love for the game's podcast. 32. 32. <laughs> He's what? I got to start going to Shoppers Drug Mart with him. I get his 10% off. <laughs> 
teenage discount. If, if everybody uh, knows, they see the humor in me saying that. That's uh, that's good. Hike is the humor of this family, just so everybody knows that. Again, it's time to wrap up. Thanks again, everybody. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe. The Game Sports Podcast is powered by 91N. That's 91 Network. And this segment, the second segment, was sponsored by Sports Center Bar and Grill. So, Samuel Ontario's best sports bar. Until our next upload, I'm here to remind you keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.